What's up, boys? Coming to you with another spectacular Saturday special. And uh, we are going to get into the week three matchups, who's looking good, who maybe not so good, and who do I think is going to come out on top and improve their season. But before we get to that, we will touch on a bit of the news from the Thursday night game. For those who didn't see, I'm sure a lot did. Stud running back Christian McCaffrey looks to be set to miss some time yet again this season. Looks to be hurt. We don't know the severity. He went down, and he immediately pulled himself out of the game, and he was ruled out almost instantly, not coming back. So next guy up behind him is going to be rookie Chuba Hubbard, and currently locked because played on Thursday night. You can't add him to your team right now. I know some people may have tried, but we're going to wait for waivers to run come Wednesday. So this is probably going to be the biggest uh, bidding war we've seen so far yet this season on who is going to try to get Chuba on their team. There's more than one team out there who could certainly use some help at running back. So place your bids wisely. And if you need him, you better be willing to pay for it because everyone's going to be going for it. But now that we have that out of the way, let's get right into the matchups and see who is going to come out on top this week. We will start with Chase versus Robert, sharing the dough versus Nick Top, Zachy Bottom. And the projections have this one looking pretty tight. You can see it from the top at their quarterback head-to-head. Kyler Murray versus Russell Wilson's quarterbacks two versus quarterback four could sort of even out. I think the Seahawks game is one of the highest over-unders of the week against Minnesota, and they're very, very weak pass defense so if you move down the line the edge that we're probably looking at here is at the running back position and that edge currently sits with chase with him having ezekiel elliott and saquon barkley obviously barkley not having done quite as much as one would have hoped with uh, the draft position that he was taken in but after playing last week's thursday night he's had 10 11 days of rest and he saw an even an uptick in his percentage of carries and time on the field in that thursday night game and if you're playing the Atlanta Falcons, you just, you're going to score some points. It's just going to happen. So it could be the breakout game that Chase has been waiting for for Barkley, whereas with Rob, Devin Singletary on Buffalo going up against the Redskins, no, no longer the Redskins, pardon me, the Washington football team. Got to remember to get that right. He had one big run last week, uh, but you don't expect a lot from the Buffalo running game. And DeAndre Swift uh, with a questionable tag by his name, likely going to play. Hopefully he'll be able to stay in the whole game. He's been set a lot this week for practice, but who they're playing is almost a better indication of what to expect from him. And they're playing the Ravens, who are a good defense, but an even better offense. And Detroit's going to have to be throwing the ball to keep up, to catch up, and Swift is going to make his heyday in the passing game like he always does. So could be a big performance there from Swift, but Singletary, not so much. And then you trickle down to the wide receivers. I mean, Rob has great wide receivers. He has Tyreek Hill, who's a big play threat every play. Calvin Ridley hasn't been what you really wanted him to be yet with Atlanta, uh, you know, kind of in the same boat as a team. So maybe they can do something against the Giants, but the Giants actually not a slouch defense uh, that you would hope. And then Julio Jones down in Tennessee. I mean, Rob has quite a number of receivers uh, to work with, even on the bench. I mean, he's got Juju who could see an uptick in volume with Deontay Johnson set to miss this week and Mark, Mark, Keith Hollywood Brown, who's um has been playing really well ever since the end of last year, or the start of this year. And um, I don't know, maybe he should be looking to flip some of those good receiving options into some help in the running game because Kareem Hunt might be a better play than Devin Singletary against Chicago. I mean, both tough matchups, but 
I would definitely hunt has a better skill level than Singletary's. That might be where I would look to pivot just in the potential of um, Kareem Hunt getting involved in the passing game for Cleveland. But outside of that, I think I have to tip the hat to Chase in, uh, in this matchup in week three. All right, next up, we're going to go Drew versus Zachy, Mr. Jones and me, last week's highest score versus the one and one sensual seduction with the current highest projected point total of the week. Take that for what you will. Not really worth a whole heck of a lot. But you go look at the breakdown. Tom Brady for Drew's been, you know, been crushing it, doing great things with the with the Buccaneers offense. And Ryan Tannehill for Tennessee, not quite off to the great start that maybe you would have uh, wanted from him. Could be a good game for Tennessee this week going up against Indianapolis. The question being if Indianapolis will have Carson Wentz under center playing. If not, that hurts their offense and in turn kind of hurts Ryan Tannehill that they won't need him to throw as much. They can lean on Derrick Henry and really grind clock once they get a lead that you would expect them to get against um, an Indianapolis defense that has not been great. Um, a lot of good running backs in this matchup. Drew, uh, Aaron Jones, the four touchdowns last week. Chris Carson going up against the soft defense in Minnesota, whereas Zach, you would have uh, Eckler against Kansas City, high high scoring game, uh, looking to be in that one. And Miles Gaskins against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders could be another high scoring game. Just depends on how productive Miami can be without Tua uh, under center. So could lean on Gaskins, but could tip their hat to the Raiders to know that they're going to lean on Gaskins and they'll just stack the box. So question marks there. The receiver battle, Hopkins for uh, Drew, not practicing a lot this week, ruled as a currently a game time decision. Usually Hopkins will play through these injuries and will still show up and still be uh, viable, but he's a question mark nonetheless. If Hopkins doesn't play, obviously that puts Drew in a tough spot because he would have to pivot to, I mean, it looks like Odell Beckham would be the only option who, you know, <laughs> three, four years ago, they were like, oh, well, that's no problem. But missed last year with the ACL, hasn't played yet this year, and don't really know what we're going to get from Odell. So I'm sure Drew would like to avoid that where possible. Maybe would have liked to have played Brandon Cooks after the game he had on Thursday night. That's his third straight week of a plus 20 point game. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take to get Cooks into, into uh, yeah, Drew's lineup, but it might be about that time. We'll see what Leonard Fournette can do uh, against the Rams. I mean, obviously hindsight's 2020. I might have looked to have played Cooks over Fournette. Uh, personally, but maybe it'll work out in Drew's favor. Uh, the big advantage that Zachy's going to have week in, week out is at the tight end position with Travis Kelsey, who despite Gronkowski's four touchdowns in two weeks, Kelsey is still the number one tight end uh, in fantasy. So that really says something about his level of productivity week in, week out. And you could see a big explosive game from Sterling Shepard, who has been great for the Giants, and uh, Kenny Galladay has not really gotten uh, things started now that he moved over to New York and this week might not be the week that happens either with him still dealing with a hip injury. So Sterling Shepard been highly involved, will continue to be and could be um, a bit of a burner against Atlanta. But for my personal pick in this week, I'm going to have to go to the projected point total leader with uh, Mr. Zaki. All right, next up, we have Nick versus Blue, a 2-0 and versus an 0-2. And, and this is... Uh, maybe what Nick was hoping to avoid or did not want to have uh, on his team when he said in the draft that Christian McCaffrey was not who he would have wanted to pick with his one-of-one spot in the draft. Not sure who he would have preferred, but he ended up with McCaffrey, and now he is without McCaffrey. Hurt 
and uh, likely to miss a number of weeks. Didn't get much for him in the Thursday night game before he went out either. So Nick is down, and he's going to have to fight his way back to come out ahead this week. Who he's going to lean on to do that? Um, it's kind of a kind of a tough sell. I mean, Tyler Lockett has been great for Seattle. You don't know if those big shots are going to keep going his way, if they're going to start getting a bit more over to DK Metcalf. Josh Allen hasn't quite been the number one fantasy quarterback that he was last year. Hard to think he'll get that going against a defense like Washington. Uh, A.J. Brown's been having some drops for Tennessee. Mike Williams is, has been surprisingly productive and consistent for uh, the Chargers. Likely need to keep him involved against Kansas City, but there's not a lot of highlights really that um, could that I'm seeing that could carry the team outside of another big game from from Lockett. So Nick could be stacked up against it uh, this week, which could mean good things for Blue who has Matt Stafford, who will have to play Tampa Bay, and they'll have to be throwing because Tampa Bay just shuts down everyone's running game, and the Rams are already hurting with uh, Henderson with the bruised ribs and Sony Michelle playing backup, but no one can really be, has been able to get it done against Tampa Bay so far this year. so hard to think the Rams are going to really put a wholehearted effort into getting it done. They're going to lean on the pass, and Stafford's going to be slinging the ball anywhere and everywhere. Uh, Chase Edmonds, favorable matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, Cardinals, I think, favored by seven points, so they could see a lot of work for Edmonds and trying to finish the game off on the ground. We'll see if Jonathan Taylor gets things going in Indianapolis, but if they don't have Wentz, they'll need Taylor to do as much as possible. Um, he could have a nice little combo move with Stafford and the newly acquired Robert Woods if any of those targets that have been going to Cooper Cup suddenly find their way into Woods's hands, and uh, Blue's going to have a nice little stack uh, on his team to lean on. And then Mike Evans, big, league, big week last week. Um, could come up with a touchdown uh, at any time on that Tampa Bay offense. Kyle Pitts, again, Atlanta not really lighting up the stat sheet, but Pitts has been involved in the offense. He sees a lot of targets. He gets a lot of catches. And if you aren't getting touchdowns, and at least you're getting catches. And with like I think eight, nine targets last week, that's really what you want to see uh, from the tight end position. If you're not getting any touchdowns, you want to get volume. And that's what Pitts has been getting in Atlanta. But when it's all said and done, I think this could be the week that uh, Blue gets his first win of the season. So that's going to be my pick. Next up, we have Nate versus Daniel Jones. Another um, tight projected matchup right now, 143 to Nate versus Dan's 138. Starting at the top with the quarterbacks, where uh, Dan likes to, you know, keep his keep his ball and not let anyone else play with it. He has Jalen Hurts in the starting position, and then on his bench, two more just for safety. This his own namesake, uh, Daniel Jones and Justin Herbert. So, never to be without a quarterback option. Dan has his pick of the litter, and this week it's going to be Hurts against Dallas. Uh, hoping, I'm sure, for more of the same from Derrick Henry. I doubt you'll get another, you know, 300 total yard game like you got last week. But again, if uh, Indianapolis does not get things going on offense and they can just uh, grind the clock out with Derrick Henry again. Uh, Tony Pollard for Dallas is his other starting running back, who is technically a backup to Ezekiel Elliott, but last week had the bigger week than Ezekiel Elliott. Might have been an outlier, might be more of a, you know, what we could see things to come. Tony Pollard is a very talented back who just happens to be behind, you know, a really big name and a talented back in his own right. So how much volume Pollard sees is the real uh, question. For Nate, again, he, you know, every week he's going to have the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams stack going up against San Francisco. I mean, going up against anyone. You're going to expect you know these two to deliver some sort of fantasy output. Last week was the big pendulum swing in the other direction You know, compared to the week one lackluster performance in New Orleans. So figure they'll land somewhere in the middle more consistently week in, week out. 
and then try to pair that with running backs, James Robinson, Najee Harris uh, with Pittsburgh. If uh, Deontay Johnson is well, Deontay Johnson is out for Pittsburgh, so he is the target leader in that receiving core. So maybe uh, Najee Harris could get a bit more involved in the passing game and get a few catches and sort of um, get some padded bonus to that point total. Could really help Nate's cause. He does have the touchdown machine Gronkowski versus. Uh, the volume machine and Hawkinson uh, for Dan. This will be interesting to see which of these tight ends comes out ahead in this sort of, you know, head-to-head matchup and um, sort of get the, the scoring versus the volume rivalry and see which guy really excels. And maybe it could come down to either of those guys could really propel the team to a win this week. But it's going to be tight. It's going to be close. Uh, I don't see anything I would really pivot to on either team's bench. But yeah, seeing that, I think they have their best possible starting lineup in place. And when all the smoke clears, I think this one is going to be inched out by uh, Daniel Jones. Really looking at a big game from Cortland Sutton. He really excelled last week with Jerry Judy out of the fold for Denver going up against the Jets. And it could be a big, big outing for Cortland Sutton. So that could be who ends up leading the way for Dan's team. Next up, we have Randall versus Mike Price. Uh, Randall also got his week off to a start on Thursday. And call him crazy, call him a mad genius. I don't know, but he's the third straight week that he has played the Texans defense. It's actually kind of worked out for him the first two weeks. They had not been bad, but this week was not a great showing for them. Not who I would really expect to have a good showing, but Daniel just ready to... Randall, just good to let things ride out of the defensive position, I guess, but we'll see. So he's got a bit of a hole uh, to dig himself out of right now. He's going to hope that a lot of that comes back from Patrick Mahomes going up against the Chargers. We could see a shootout in that matchup. Uh, He's got a really good running back in Nick Chubb, who is leading the league in uh, yards per carry right now. Uh, Cleveland really really wants to be the team that runs the ball first, second, and third, and just whenever they possibly can. So the other side of the Kansas City Chargers matchups, he has uh, number one receiver Keenan Allen for the Chargers. If that game turns into a shootout, then both of those guys are going to be putting up points for this team. Cooper Cup, who has been outstanding for the Rams, if he keeps things going against Tampa Bay. Like I said before, they're going to have to be leaning on the pass game. And there's a small shot that uh, Nate, or not Nate, Randall will be able to do a little stack of his own with McCall Hardman for uh, Kansas City has not had a big play yet this year, but um, he's a, he's one, another one of those one-touch guys. If he can get the ball in some space and he can take one to the house, 70, 80, 90, whatever it may be. And if that ball is being thrown, it's being thrown by Patrick Mahomes. So could see a good um, point stacking there on the other side for Mike Price. Uh, Prescott has been good since his return uh, from injury. The big question mark for Mike's team is Dalvin Cook has not practiced all week, did not practice on Friday. Um, They said he put in some work, but not quite enough to actually be considered a participant in practice. And so that's really the big question mark is if Dalvin Cook plays, because if he plays, presumably is healthy and playing against the Seattle run defense is very, very soft. So if he plays, he's a great start and he's going to be a great asset to the team. But if he doesn't, then there are not a lot of good options down on the bench for Mike to pivot to, especially with uh, Daryl Henderson banged up with his ribs and his matchup against the Buccaneers. So a bit of a scary question mark there outside of Cook, though. He has Tyson Williams for Baltimore, who has the second most like uh, yards per carry right now in the league, has been doing really well with the opportunities he's been given and could be given 
a lot more against Detroit if they go up early in this matchup. And then uh, Chris Godwin could be the beneficiary of the absence of Antonio Brown, who got added to the COVID list and is not likely to clear that uh, in time for the game on Sunday. So Chris Godwin could see a big week. Justin Jefferson, always a danger of a big week. Darren Waller, another target machine. That offense in uh, Las Vegas for the Raiders really runs through the tight end position. And then another sort of uh, shaky play would be Michael Pittman in the flex position. Again, it all depends on whether or not Carson Wentz plays for the Colts. If Carson Wentz doesn't play, I don't have a lot of hope that Pittman is going to be really productive with that offense. Um, but I don't really say there's a lot of better choices uh, to go with on the bench. It could be uh, DJ Chark, you know, down in Jacksonville. Hasn't been Trevor Lawrence's go-to guy. And Lawrence hasn't been great in his own right. Jalen Waddell uh, has some speed, could turn something. But again, they don't have their quarterback in Miami. So not a great pivot option anywhere you really look on that bench, which is why uh, I'm leaning towards Randall in this matchup, despite the weak start in defense on uh, Thursday. And lastly, as always, is my own matchup going up against uh, last year's champion, Thomas Pierce. Both of us got started on Thursday. Tommy with the pickup of the Panthers defense, who have been surprisingly lights out. I think they were number two going into this week in defense. Granted, they hadn't really played a whole heck of a lot of world beaters. Uh, The Jets in week one and the Jameis Winston Saints in week two, but Points are points, and they've been doing really well and continue to do so uh, on Thursday against Houston. Uh, On my side, DJ Moore for the Panthers uh, has really been clicking with uh, Sam Darnold and has been doing well there, even though he's not finding his way into the end zone. But uh, Tommy has Lamar Jackson for uh, Baltimore, you know, who is a big play threat at all times, really moves the, the team with his feet. But how much will they need him to do it against Detroit? Uh, we do not know. Uh both of us really have really tough matchups uh, at the running back position kind of across the board. Joe Mixon against Pittsburgh and um, Harris, I'm blanking on the first name, Devontae Harris, Damian Harris. Oh, I don't know why I was talking. Damian Harris for the for the Patriots. Tommy has his two running backs uh, against uh, New Orleans. Both tough matchups and me no better. Uh, I have the other side of the New England matchup, Camara, who was – practically invisible last week. Uh, Hopefully that changes. Antonio Gibson against Buffalo, tough matchup. David Montgomery against Cleveland, tough matchup. So, I mean, there's not a lot to be excited for in the running back position. Tommy most definitely has the edge uh, at tight end, at least you would assume so with George Kittle. He has not had a big breakout game, but that could come uh, this week against Green Bay, who have given up a lot of points to the tight end positions, at least for through the first two weeks. So advantage there for Tommy for sure. But, um, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm picking myself and, you know, I'm trusting the process. So we're going to, we're going to ride home with that. And that is going to cover us through all one, two, three, four, five, six matchups of week three. So hope everyone's Saturday is getting off to a good start. Hope everyone's ready for Sunday. And again, remember to put in those bids for Chuba Hubbard. If you need help at running back, some of you do, some of you could use it. So don't be uh, stingy with that budget. If you want them, you better go get them. But other than that, Wish all the best, and uh, we'll see who comes out the other side at the start of next week. Talk to you all later.